Welcome to the Choose Strong podcast. I am your host, Sally McRae, and sadly, I am not accompanied by Eddie today. He is out doing some very important work, which I greatly appreciate. As you guys know, we we work together, and I'll be getting to some life updates here in, in just a minute, but today is just going to be me, and I'm actually pretty excited because I am able to address a question that has been coming at me nonstop uh, for many, many years, and it has to do with motivation. So that will be a big focus of today's podcast. But before we dive in to that topic, which I love so much, I first just want to say thank you. You, my listener, I'm envisioning you right now. You've just started your run. You've just gotten on a cardio machine at the gym. Uh, or you've just uh, settled into the car, or you're watching me on YouTube right now. <laughs> so I'm giving you a wave. I, I always like to envision my listeners and who you are specifically. And I thought that, you know, I want to give some attention to one specific listener because this person wrote a very kind review, which uh, made me tear up a little bit because I think sometimes, and, and I believe all of us can identify this, when we're in the middle of our work, our day in, day out, sometimes our work can feel mundane. Sometimes uh, we can get so caught up in our work that we just don't see the big picture, even the direction that we're going in. And it's really easy to maybe miss out on how you are affecting the people around you, no matter what it is that you do going out and you know getting work done contributing to the world around you uh, shining your one light it doesn't impact people and I've shared this many times in the past we never wanted the choose strong podcasts to be just a, another running podcast I think uh, there's quite a few of those out there already and they're awesome I listen to a lot of them but we wanted this to be a platform where we could really encourage others and use running as more of the metaphor to life. And last week, we got a really incredible review that just gave me that boost of, hey, you know, what you're doing does um, impact others and keep at it. So that's uh, that's kind of the way I took this review. And But even on a deeper level, as I finished up the Choose Strong project. I don't think there could have been a more fitting review than this one. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. It is from Mir Fiera. I'm not sure if that's just the the screen name that she has, but um, she writes, I'm inspired every time I listen to this podcast. I am 30 years old and became a trail runner at 28, became a quarantine runner during COVID. Shortly after I started running, I was diagnosed with stage four melanoma. I have two young kids and I resonate so much with Sally's story of her mom. I've continued to choose strong through my cancer battle and continue to run through the discomfort from treatment, and I owe a lot of that to this podcast. Sally is an inspiration not just as a runner, but as a wife, mom, and overall human. She and Eddie make me feel as though they are speaking to me and not to thousands of other people listening to the podcast. Thank you, Sally and Eddie. Thank you, Mir Fiera, for sharing that very wonderful, heartfelt review with us. And I'm just uh, sending you a giant, big virtual hug and praying for a, a quick recovery and praying for 
comfort and strength in this time. You inspire me, and I just want to say, keep going, keep choosing strong. Today's episode is sponsored by Sally McRae's Strength app, and I want to invite you guys, if you're not in the app yet, you can join for the first seven days for free. After that, there are no contracts, but you can sign up for $14.99 a month or $99 a year, which comes out to a little bit more than $8 a month. And this app is, is packed full of workouts that I have customized myself. So I have personally hundreds of workouts in there. We have four and six week strength programs. But the other thing that is awesome about this app is uh, when you go into the explore section, you're going to find um, a couple thousand other trainers. And a couple of my favorites, Nick Bear is in there, the Iron Cowboy, uh, Brian Mazza, uh, and a load of others who all offer their workouts as well. And if you're looking for some good cross training outside of running and strength, there's yoga in there and Pilates and HIIT workouts. There's stuff on sleep, nutrition. Overall, this app is just incredible. So even if you get sick of what I put out, um, there's a lot of benefit to it because you can take it with you wherever you go. So uh, during your vacations or work trips, if you're in a hotel, there is something in that app that's going to help you stick to your training because let's be honest, you guys, your training is important. It's not always about training for a race. You have to remember that when you step outside or you step into that gym or in your garage or right there in your living room to make yourself stronger, fitter, getting in that extra oxygen as as you're moving around. All of that is going to allow for a better version of you, which in turn is is a better version that everyone's going to get around you. So working out isn't always have to be because you are training for a race. It's because you want to move through life uh, feeling strong, feeling good, feeling like you can use your strong body to lift others up and to help others. And, you know, that's really uh, the meaningful part of training. It isn't always about getting that medal. It's a stronger body is just able to do more. And so I just want to encourage you guys to get this app because you're going to learn a lot about different workouts that are going to give you that variety to keep you excited about training each day. But um, there's a lot of education in there too. So check out the link in my bio and just know too that when you sign up for our app, uh, you are supporting the work that Eddie and I do, and we just cannot thank you enough for that. It has really allowed us to put out more content, um, which is really our hope. And yeah, I just want to say say thank you. So I had mentioned the Choose Strong project as I was reading that review, and um, it reminded me that I need to talk about what is starting on Monday. So before I go into some life updates, I am I really wanted to include the community in the Choose Strong project. It's something that we want to keep going for a long, long time. We want people to embrace this idea of choosing strong, uh, of running for those, or any any type of activity, really. It's, it's creating a project, a challenge for yourself to remind you to choose strong each day, but also in honor of those who've inspired you uh, or, or have gone before you, and creating a community where, where we are on a daily basis and encouraging each other to choose strong. So I decided to come up with the Choose Strong 30. Now this starts on November 7th and it's going to go to December 7th. And basically what it is, is a challenge for you to stick to for 30 days straight. 
It's 30 minutes of any activity. And you can break it up into two 15-minute segments, three 10-minute segments, whatever works for your life. And I really believe the most uh, important part of this challenge is actually what's going on in your mind. Because you can spend a lot of time training your body. And I think that for many of us, when we start doing any type of training, we have this goal of, you know, I want to be more muscular. I need to drop some weight or I want to get to the start line faster. Um, It's all physical stuff. But sticking to anything for 30 days straight is going to do something to you mentally. And there's a lot of positive things that are going to happen. So yes, you're going to create a habit. 30 days of doing something, a habit's going to be formed. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to challenge you to try and find a way within your own unique life. How can you find a way to stick to a goal? Because many times when those surprise events or those setbacks come on a daily basis for many of us, especially if you have little kids, you ever know how your day is going to roll out. We tend to put our health and the goals that we're working toward on the back burner. And so this challenge, this Choose Strong Challenge, that's a big piece of it. I'm challenging you to not do that. And I can just imagine what a lot of people are thinking, oh, Sally, you know, when you have a newborn or um, when you're working two jobs, all the things. Listen, I, I have been in many of those seasons with newborns, with working several jobs, with going to school and working two jobs and playing on a sports team. I not getting a lot of sleep. I feel you at my core. And I remember when my kids were little, that was one of the challenges for me was I wonder if I can still be a great mom and be present for my kids and still train. And that's really why I started getting up at 4 a.m. Because I thought, oh, if I can get in a little bit of my training before anyone needs me, maybe I can do this thing. Maybe I can, you know, make ultra running a, a career. And, you know, it took a lot of years. I wouldn't say I have perfect balance and I have it all figured out. I would never claim that. But I will say that it is pretty amazing what you learn about yourself when you stay focused on the goal and you figure out a way that works for your life. So the way that I do stuff isn't always going to be perfect for you. Some of you are like, dude, there's no way in, you know, that I'm going to be able to get up at 4 a.m. That just doesn't work for me. Some of you are night owls. I remember, uh, and this is how Eddie is. I remember when Eddie was doing a 90 day workout was from, from Beachbody, but anyway, Eddie would did this for 90 days straight, this, this workout program. I can't tell you how many days that he went into the garage to train like 11 and 12 o'clock at night. I was so impressed. I was like, wow. And he, for him, it was like, I need to hit the 90 days. This is the goal that I set out to do. I'm going to make it work. And he was working full time. We had babies. Uh, you know, our lives were, were really busy. They still are, you know, seasons come and seasons go. But What I want you to do with this challenge is figure out how can I stick to my goal when life is really busy? Uh, You know, when you look at your week and you look at all the different pieces that take up your time, I think that you're going to discover that you might even have some things in your life right now that are just purely distractions or things that you do that don't benefit you or your goals in any way. So now it's challenging you to be disciplined. 
you know, there's nothing r- wrong with uh, watching Netflix and settling in for the night and relaxing with the show that, that you love, but also pay attention to how much time that you're on Netflix or how much time you're spending scrolling through your screen on, on your phone. You know, I'm sure that you can find 30 minutes in your day where time is wasted. And so this Choose Strong project is that we're going to be challenging your mind to stick to your goals no matter the circumstance. On the flip side, you know, I've asked people to register for this and I'll put that link in here as well if you would like to join. And I ask people, why do you choose strong or who do you choose strong for? So many people are doing the project for somebody else. I've had a handful of people already that have shared about someone that is sick. Uh, one woman just shared with me, she, her mom literally passed away last night and she's like, I'm doing this project for her. And it was just so touching to know that people are going to be signing up for this project for many different reasons. And we will be sharing those things on my Yellow Runner Instagram. So make sure you follow that our Choose Strong Project Instagram, and then as well as the Sally McRae Strength Community page on Facebook, which you can most certainly join. Uh, You'll see a lot of daily updates there. So the 30 days is going to be very community focused. We're going to be encouraging one another to stick to our goals. And I would love to see the activities that you choose. You do not have to only run. So you can walk, you can hike, you you can do a HIIT workout, you can get on the rower, you can swim, you can lift. Include your family and friends in this. Challenge people that maybe are even intimidated to work out. I mean, I know I have people in my life like that personally who haven't worked out in so long. And so now they feel like, oh my gosh, like I could never get back on on the horse and start training again. Yes, you can. And it just starts with taking that first step. So you don't need to do some hardcore, crazy workout. All you need to do is start and commit take baby steps. You know, you build strength little by little. It's not built overnight. It's little choices every single day. And you're going to show yourself that you are a lot stronger than you think you are. So I'm looking forward to that. November 7th is going to be day one. Now, since you're just joining uh, me today, I thought it would be really fun just to give you guys a life update. I don't do this uh, very often. You know, sometimes I put stuff on Instagram and in the Facebook community page, and you'll get glimpses here and there, different people that follow. I love, you know, some of the messages that people get asking me, hey, did you move? You know, what's going on here? And I appreciate the curiosity, but I also like to just keep it real. And I thought, wow, this would kind of be a cool time just to share with you guys what real life is like uh, for Eddie and I in the midst of a lot of transition. So he left his teaching job when we were up in Bend. And that was at the end of, well, I'd say it was like June, July of 2021. So we have been working full time together now for a little over a year. And that was really just a big leap of faith for Eddie and really diving into a whole new world uh, outside of teaching. He was an elementary school teacher. Years before that, he was a youth pastor and a worship leader for about seven or eight years. So we've had a lot, he's had a lot of transition. Now we also moved to Bend for a year, then moved back to California all within, I want to say 13 months or something like that. Well, Last week, we also moved again. Now, we just moved a mile away from where we are here in Huntington Beach. So really grateful for the move. But as you know, 
moving just anyway is it's kind of stressful. You're uprooting <laughs> your life and your stuff and reorganizing it. So that's been pretty crazy, but we're really grateful for where we are. We love where we're at and uh, we have a little bit more space to create a lot of our fitness stuff. So we have a little more space in our garage at this house and we're really looking forward to putting out more uh, strength and running content in this new space. And then also you are looking at uh, the space where our podcast is is going to be. So it is very broken up right now. If you're watching me on YouTube, uh, well, I don't got anything on the walls, but this is going to be our setup. So Eddie and I are pursuing a, a dream of expanding all the things that we do, both in our app, in our podcast, and it's messy right now. And that's really how it is. I think sometimes when we follow people on social media or we look at where, you know, if someone has come, uh, has achieved something that they're working toward, we don't always get to see like the background and, or how long it, it took them to get there. And I'll tell you what, we have been working for a very long time. And I started my fitness business all the way back in 2007. So here we are, 2022. Um, it took me a very, very long time to build up my business, to build up workouts, to learn how to be a good coach and trainer. I'm constantly educating. I mean, I feel like I've been doing this for so long and still there's so much that I don't know. But every single year, it's always my hope to learn more, to grow a little bit more, and to respect the journey. So I'm very used to transition chaos uh, that comes with that sometimes. And I've learned to kind of just keep calm as, as we go. And kudos to our kids. For those of you that have kids, we have two teenagers now. They're not babies anymore. But I'll tell you what, like sometimes it, it's stressful for the kids when you have a move or, or life is changing. So we actually did something really fun with our move this time. We did not tell the kids that we were moving. <laughs> And we, we knew we could get away with this because we were only moving a mile away. We moved closer to their high school. And I told Eddie, I was like, it would be really awesome if we didn't pack up a single box. Like how awesome would that be that we just kind of slowly move stuff out of the house without them noticing? Now, Eddie joked around with me. He's like, oh, yeah, how, how are you going to pull that out? Like suddenly uh, furniture's missing, stuff's missing in the kitchen. Like what? the kids are eventually going to find out. But my hope was to create a space for the kids that when we said, hey, we're going to move, that they would walk into the house and they were already able just to settle in. It would be set up. It would be comfortable. It would be organized and clean. And I'll tell you what, for all the times that we move, sometimes it's the most stressful part. Like everything is in a box and you don't know where this is and it's dusty from moving everything around. And it's a, it can be a little overwhelming and chaotic. So I started setting things up about a week before we told the kids and I was slowly like taking stuff over and we have this app called Life360 on our phones. We created a circle within our family. So it's it's really for safety and uh you know just to kind of check in on each other. You can create places in this app so it can say like when you've arrived home or when you've left home when you've arrived at school or left school it was used in a very significant way 
when I was kind of in trouble on the mountain. This was in one of our podcast episodes several months ago. But Eddie was actually able to see where I was on the mountain because of this app called Life360. So we love the app, but we also tease each other on it too. So there was several nights in a row where I left after dinner to go work on the house and I was always making up these excuses. And so one night Mackenzie's like, mom, where are you going again? This is like the third night in a row. Where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm just working on a project for a friend. And like in my mind, I'm like telling a white lie because like Eddie's my friend and like the project is putting the house together. (laughs) And she's like, that's so shady. Like, I don't believe you. Well, I forgot to turn off the location on my Life360. So you can do that. You can turn off your location. I didn't. And finally she calls me out. She's like, okay, you're at this random house on the other side of town like every day. What are you doing? So we eventually had to tell the kids a little bit sooner than we wanted to. And so Eddie, one day, it was on the weekend, I told Eddie, you bring the kids over. I will be at the house and uh, just tell the kids that you're coming to pick me up. We're going to go to dinner and let them know that I'm working on this project with my friend. And then, you know, when you get there, just ring the doorbell and I'll open up the door. So this is what he did. So he texts me. He's like, all right, the kids are home. It was about six o'clock at night. He's like, all right, I'm going to drive over right now. It was like a five minute drive from, from our other house. So I'm driving over right now. The kids think we're coming to get you for dinner. I was like, all right, we'll have them go to the door with you and let them know that I, I want them to meet my friend. And Mackenzie was teasing me because she's like, like, why do you just say your friend? Like, I know who your friends are. How come you're not telling me who your friend is and their name? So I said, you know, make sure that um, you tell them that they're going to meet my friend. Well, while he's coming over, I'm doing all the last, you know, minute touches on the house. I'm running around the house, uh, putting things away, shoving stuff in closets. And I have strategically placed some family pictures on the mantle in the living room fireplace. And so when they ring the doorbell, I open up the door. And the house is still mostly empty, but it's set up a little bit. It's kind of cute. Got some some fall decorations So I open up the door and the kids walk in and they see the pictures of themselves on the mantle and they look at me like, wait a minute, what? And I start walking into the house and I was like, welcome home. And they're like, what? It was, you should have seen their faces. It was so awesome. They were in shock and thankfully so excited to move. So that was how we told them that we were moving. And then like two days later, we, we moved in the rest of the stuff. And yeah, so, so that's kind of been life as far as family goes. Now, it is my off season right now. And my off season is something that I have shared about on Instagram. I've talked about how right now is when I like to build strength. And this is a series on our YouTube channel that we are going to kind of kick off our YouTube channel with. We have a few very short, not, you know, not glamorous videos on our YouTube channel right now, but we are going to just kind of introduce you guys to how I strength train in the off season, but also just how we juggle life in general while training. And hopefully that will be a helpful resource for you. That's really what we want to do. The content that we put out is, um, it's really geared toward 
answering the questions that people come to me quite often for and giving, you know, just putting out some content that's going to help you in your everyday life as you kind of navigate training, working, and just juggling just all the things and seasons that, that come with life while trying to stick to your goals. So we're working on that right now. And I've also uh, just chatted a little bit with an editor for my book. So they are currently looking at my book and editing it as I sit here and speak. And I can't believe that I'm finally saying that because I never thought that day would come. And I'm hoping for a release date of my book at the beginning of 2023. I really dreamed of having it out for the holidays this year, um, but it does not look like that's going to happen. So I just want to say thank you for the encouragement on that end of things. Writing a book has been a dream of mine since I was a little girl. I have kept journals and I've written almost every day of my life since I was, since I learned to write. I started writing with uh, broken crayons and this little diary that my mom gave me when I was in kindergarten. So writing is a great passion of mine and I'm very excited to share this little snippet of my life in a memoir that will hopefully be released in January. Yes, you will be able to pre-order it and I will let you know as soon um, as that link is available and I'll probably put it in a podcast and on social media. So just make sure you follow along there. Okay. I'm now going to dive in to the best part of this podcast, and that is answering one of the most frequently asked questions, I'd say, of my career, and that is how do you stay motivated? It doesn't matter the, you know, who the person is, where they're from, age, gender. I get asked this by everyone all over the world. How do you stay motivated? And I totally understand why, because I'd say that staying motivated in any part of our life, even when it doesn't have to do with sticking to a race training plan, can be very difficult. And the reason why it's difficult is because we often lose sight of our goals and we lose sight of who we are. So let me go ahead and just kind of break that down in what I'm talking about. When I started creating goals for myself, they were very much focused on, this is like when I was a kid in in high school, my goals were very much focused on actually changing my life, changing the state of where I was at that time. So my teen years were really hard. I grew up very fast. I worked, I was working a couple jobs, helping take care of my sick mom who is dying right before my eyes, trying hard to navigate that. There is also just a lot of stress in our home. I grew up in a very high stress atmosphere. And so having to figure out a way to alleviate not only like the pain, but the situation that I was in, I, I was very, very focused on how to change that. And the only way that I knew how was one was to get out of the house. And I knew that when I graduated that I needed a place to go. And so I wanted to go to college. I loved soccer. I wanted to be a professional soccer player. We did not have, in comparison to the people in our community, we didn't have the money to send me to a four-year university. I needed to earn it. And the only way that I knew to earn it was through a college scholarship, and that would be through playing soccer. So I was 
very focused on being the best soccer player that I could be. Now, because we didn't have a lot of money for extra trainers to be on a club team, all of these things, I knew I just had to work a lot harder than, than other soccer players around me and in my community so that I could get noticed. Thankfully, that hard work was able to get me a scholarship on a high-level soccer club in in the community, which then helped me get noticed uh, pretty quickly. So I'm going to pause on that story there. That that story is, uh, there's a longer version of that in my book, but I want to pause and first encourage you as it pertains to just the word motivation and help you understand that when you rely on motivation, you are relying on something that's not stable. You're relying on something that, that won't stay. Motivation is based on feelings. It's how you feel. And you know, as well as I do, that feelings are fleeting. You know, think about how you felt when you were in high school or in middle school or elementary school about certain people. Maybe you had a crush on somebody or maybe you're really, really into Cabbage Patch dolls and and uh, Ninja Turtles or maybe you felt really strongly about wanting to have a certain career, you know, be an astronaut or a ballerina or whatever it is. You have a lot of feelings as you grow up about certain things and that make you excited and, and make, make you curious and make you want to explore and make you want to go after those things. And those feelings change. Uh, we see that even in our own personal relationships, the feelings that we have for people or maybe someone that we started out dating and, oh, you know, my feelings change. So motivation is based on feelings. And when you base your goals on feelings, it's easy to lose sight of why you are doing what you're doing. So I want to encourage you to not base your goals on how you feel, but base your goals on something that's greater than you, something that's bigger than you, base them on truth. And really for, uh, for as many years that I have been a runner, for as many years that I have been training, and I'll tell you what, there hasn't really been a year since I was a preteen that I have not trained uh, with a focus in mind to carve out the best, strongest body that I could possibly have. And one of the reasons is, is because I really believe that there's always something that I can work on. There's always a weakness. There's always an area that I can improve upon. I also believe that when I train, it isn't just about, oh, I want to run this 100-mile race. Training my body has served me well in many areas in my life. It has served me well to be able to help others, to do things for other people that are far more meaningful than a medal. And let me just break that down for you really quick. When Eddie and I were in college, uh, we went on a few international trips together. One of my favorite trips was that, and this was put on by our university, Biola University, there was a spring break trip that you could join. In fact, there were several spring break trips. You could kind of pick and choose if you were interested to go and serve people in another country. So we chose two years in a row to go to Mexico. And each time we went, we built houses. And I remember going down to Mexico and walking through really what looked like just fields of trash and realizing that people lived there and they lived, you know, they, they kind of make their home out of trash. So 
we went down to those areas and we'd build these these little tiny houses, which were really just one one room structures that had a cement foundation that were able to keep these people warm and secure and able to raise their their families. And I'll tell you what, being able to lift wood and to carry supplies, being able to swing a hammer and to help build a house to better somebody else's life, to offer security and comfort. I'll tell you what, I mean, having a strong body to do that, oh yeah, that that's definitely meaningful. I don't need motivation to train my body when it comes to a goal like that. And there have been many other instances in my life and also in Eddie's life where we've been able to help other people with our body. Eddie and I, we're very passionate about orphans. So we've done a lot of orphan care all over the world. One of my favorite things is being able to pick up a child and you go into these crowded orphanages where, you know, a lot of these kids, they don't get attention, one-on-one attention um, on a daily basis. I mean, it's, it's very rare. So one of my favorite pictures ever of Eddie is when he went down to El Salvador and he was walking through the dumps and um, nearby was this orphanage. And the orphanage was split up into two sides. One side was for kids that had HIV and the other side was for kids that didn't. And I was back in Washington, D.C. at this time. This is where we lived. We lived in Washington, D.C. And he sent me this picture of this little two-year-old girl that he was holding in his arms. Her name was Anna. I'll never forget. And he told me, he's like, this girl is so precious. I wish I could bring her home. And I love this picture so much, this orphan in Eddie's arms. But it's also such a beautiful reminder of having strong arms, of why we go to the gym. It's, it's easy to lose motivation when we base our goals and our reasons solely just on us. And many times we'll reach a goal and then we lose our mojo because it's like, well, I worked towards that goal and, you know, I either got to that size that I wanted to be or I ran that race or I lifted that weight that I wanted to get. And then it's like, okay, well, what else? Well, this is why choosing goals and, and remembering that your one body isn't meant just for you. It's meant to lift others around you. It's meant to contribute to the world around you. It's a lot easier to get out of bed and work towards a goal when you know it's going to impact other people for good around you. So that's the long version of not basing uh, what you do on motivation and feelings. Base it on something greater. And Something that is really helpful that I've always told myself is you have to get into a habit. So this is a habit that you have to create of not thinking too much about what you're about to do before you do it. Because how often does your brain get in the way of heading out the door? And I'm just going to use an example of going on a run. You start thinking about, oh my gosh, I had like way too much to eat at lunch today. My stomach feels full. I don't feel great. Or maybe you just had a bad day at school or at work. And so mentally you are, you're just exhausted. You're totally drained. The more you start to think about how bad you feel or just like this just isn't the day. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling the run. The more likely that what you have set out to do isn't going to happen because now you have let your brain get in the way. 
and we are our own worst critics, we actually get in the way of our goals more than anyone or anything around us. And so there is a phrase that I often tell myself, don't think, just go. And uh, this phrase actually came from Colin Cooley, my really good friend, training partner, crew chief, and pacer for many, many, many years. He said this to me at the Western States in 2015 when I was chasing someone down. I was in seventh place, or I may have been in eighth place, uh, chasing seventh. And I was starting to redline a little bit. I was pushing super hard and I started throwing up while we were running. So we're like mid stride and I'm like puking. And I started complaining and oh my gosh, I don't feel so good. And he just said to me, he's like, don't think, just go. Your body knows what to do. And right now you feel really terrible. <laughs> you're throwing up. Uh, you're, you're breathing. It doesn't sound great. And, you know, I think we slowed down a little bit, but it wasn't, we're not stopping. We're not dropping out. You need to stop thinking about the negative feelings you're having or how you don't feel great and all the reasons why you should, you should stop chasing that seventh place. But we're not going to do that. We're just going to keep going because what's at the finish line is everything that you want, that everything that you've been training for, what you've been dreaming of, of why you signed up for Western States in the first place. That is the goal. But right now, what you're feeling doesn't feel great. But those negative feelings of discomfort, they pale in light of the goal that you have set for yourself. And so it's really important that you practice that, that you make that a habit of, okay, if my alarm is going off at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., guess what? Very few people are excitedly popping out of bed uh, for all the years that I have gotten up in the dark I still don't like it. I'm tired. I Yes, I do want to be in bed. Yes, I want to cuddle back into my warm covers and stay there. Yes, I'd much rather be running when it's sunshiny and I'm awake and I've had a couple cups of coffee. Like that, that's what I want. But at the end of the day, when life happens and I know that my to-do list is piling up, and that's how it is every day. I know that I'm going to have the greatest chance at success when I get up and I do my workout right away. So I tell myself, don't think about how you feel or the comfort that you want. Think about the goal that you want. Think about what you want to achieve. Focus on what you're doing and not how you're feeling. And that will help you get out the door. That will help you continue on. The last thing that I want to encourage you in is it comes to motivation, as it comes to sticking to a goal. And again, this isn't just about running. You know, you might have a goal in school, uh, in your career, in a, a relationship. There are so many different areas in our life. You know, running is, is the metaphor. And so when you are working toward anything, you know, bettering yourself, growing, learning, it's important that you remember who you are. One of the reasons people lose motivation is because they get caught up in comparing themselves and their lives with other people. And they think, well, I'm not there yet, or my life doesn't look like that, or that's not what my path looks like. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Who am I fooling? I feel so dumb. This just isn't for me. Or those good things are for other people. These are all lies. Because the reality is 
you get one life and the life that you have was not given to, to someone else to live. It was given for you to live. And you are writing a story that only you can write. The chapters in your book were meant to be written by you and only you can live them. And so when you remember who you are, you're going to be a lot more excited. You're going to be a lot more committed and focused on living your life the way that works for you. So, and I tell people this all the time. So they'll just be like, oh, wow. Like, so you get up at 4 a.m. Okay, well, I can't get up at 4 a.m. So I just, I, get, I can't run. I can't do this. It's like, no, like get up at 4 a.m. That, that works for me. That's who I am. Like that, I started doing that because I had this dream of being a pro athlete after I had babies. And I had to figure out how to do that. 4 a.m. Is, is how that worked for me. When you focus on your life, and all the things that make up your life. So you, if, if you have children, if you have a job, or maybe you have two jobs, and, and everyone's job looks different. Some of you start work at 5 a.m. Um, some of you are working till 10 p.m. You have to look at all the pieces that make up your own unique life and find a way that works for you. And there is something really cool about being able to carve out your own path that is unique to you and own it. Own the path. Own your story. Own who you are. Don't get caught up in losing yourself by comparing yourself. And so maybe that means spending a little less time on social media and losing sight of your goals because you think that they need to look a certain way or that they need to look like somebody else's. Remember who you are. Because the world needs who you are. We get one crack at seeing your light and the story that you have to tell. And every day that you wake up, there is a reason why you're here and there's a purpose for your life. Don't rest on motivation. Rest on that. That is the truth. Is that you are here and you are here to live the best life in the best way that you know how. I'm going to wrap up this podcast right now and just share with you a little bit about what I'm working toward. It is November 3rd. Oh my goodness. How is it already November 3rd? I love this time of year, by the way. Raise your hand if you love this time of year. It is just holidays and tradition and family and cooler temps. Uh, I get excited when we are getting towards the end of the year. I don't know why. I, I start getting excited for the new year, but just realizing like, wow, another year uh, lived and what a gift. And I love to use this time as my off season. So I am working toward building up a strong body. That's something that I'll always, always, always have to work on. And, and you might be thinking to yourself, well, I thought you're, you are strong. You're always lifting weights and putting out strength workouts out there for us. And the truth is, is that you can work on strengthening your body because we are constantly breaking down every single day. And that is always an exciting challenge for me is what else can I strengthen? What else can I work on? And especially as a runner and running in the mountains, I mean, I I can go and do a long run for four hours in the mountains and the ne next day feel an area of weakness or a place where I need to better mobility and I get to work. I get started on that. So next year I will be running a for the first time 
a 250 mile race. It's called Cocodona 250. It is on, it starts on May 1st. And I have told myself for many years that I'm not too interested in running 200 plus mile races. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wondered when I would eventually cave in and do it. You know, I say a lot of things. I say a lot of things. Oh, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. I'm not interested. So I would say about the 200s, like, I don't ever want to do that. In the back of my mind, I was like, I would always then say, "Mm, yeah, I probably will buckle or cave in and eventually do that. So I have a lot of thoughts about the distance um, that I'm excited to share with you guys in the YouTube channel, but I will say first and foremost, I, I think that this distance is something that coaches, athletes, that we're all still learning about because it is such a long distance that I'm curious, one, about how much running we actually do, like efficient, good movement. How much of these distances really come down to having a strong, enduring body? And then third, how much does this, uh, the success depend on what is going on in our mind? So how much does that mental toughness play in, into finishing a 250-mile race? Um, you may have remembered when I interviewed my athlete, Deb Hammerlin, on how to train and execute a successful 200-mile race. It is podcast, I think it's number six. You can go back and, and listen to it, but I did train her to do Cocodona 250 um, myself, and I did it in a very experimental way that was very specific to her, so it was very customized to her. But the training plan looked very different from what people expected And so I share all those details in that episode if you want to go and check that out. But that's one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to in 2023 is finally towing the line of a 200 plus mile race and seeing how my training, the very specific way that I'm going to train for it, how well I do in that race. So this uh, November, December, we're working on strength building, aerobic base conditioning. I love the off-season training because I just feel like I can relax into it. I don't do a lot of hardcore running workouts. I still will get out there and spin the legs with like some fartlek style type workouts, um, have some good days in the mountains just because I love being in the mountains. But off-season training is in full effect and finishing up my book is in full effect. So that is what is up over here. And now I'm going to wrap up this podcast and just tell you thank you for joining me today. I really enjoyed our time together and I want to encourage you when you get a chance, please send us a review or a comment on our podcast. Uh, That really means a lot to us and it helps us out and make sure that you check out the Choose Strong 30-Day Challenge. I would love for you to join Eddie and I on this journey of 30 days of committing to a goal, no matter the circumstance, regardless of the motivation. Keep on going. Remember who you are and continue to choose strong in all you do. I believe in you guys. I hope you believe in you too. Keep choosing strong. 